This is How to Be a Mortgage Broker podcast, where we investigate the mortgage topics you need to accelerate your business and become an expert in this dynamic industry. All right, my dear. All right, you're here gonna we start? are. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're started. It's already Yay. happened. Hi, how you been? I've I've been doing really good. How about you? It's good. Good. It's uh, it was rushed this morning because I did an in person signing, which I don't usually do. And I know it's not a faux pas, but for efficiency, you know, if you could actually get online signing done and just do it remotely, it's so much better for your time management. Because I had to rush in and I haven't even really checked my inbox and I had this 9am that I had to print off docs for and sign in person. And, um, I rarely do it. I can honestly count on one hand how many in-person signings I've had since COVID started. Why did they want to do it in person? Um, yeah, good question. Just comfort, I guess he said, uh, he said, okay, this all makes sense. I just really want to go over the details because we talked about it. Um, in person, we had a phone conversation and then we talked about it, like chatting back and forth on text. And he, he's basically refinancing and then, uh, gonna change cities for his job. He's getting transferred through RCMP and okay. then he's gonna buy a condo. But I, and it's funny because he kept saying, you know, like, I, I'm just not good at math or things like that. But it's like, no, it's, it, you kind of realize how often you and I do this. We could do this in our sleep. And so it was just a reminder to really break it down make it mm-hmm. simple and comfortable because he was so much more comfortable when he left. He signed everything and mm-hmm. he was just, you know, like over the moon. So it's good. good. It's very worthwhile, uh, it but is, it does yeah. switch up the routine, right? It does. Definitely. Like mm-hmm. I haven't done, I've done one in-person signing so far and um, I was just accommodating. It was an older couple, so they just weren't comfortable doing anything over the computer. And so we met a couple, actually they wanted to meet me before they even sent me anything they didn't they ask sure for your a robot <laughs> yeah didn't they ask for your credentials too yeah I was on a uh, speakerphone with the husband and wife and he asked me for my credentials and the wife I could just hear him s- her slap him <laughs> stop it because at this point I had already been talking to them about their personal finances for weeks you know so <laughs> she's like anyways. you're so embarrassing <laughs> yeah but it, was, it was cute I met them for coffee and stuff and we we developed a good relationship that way so yeah but yeah it does it does uh it, you know it changes up your day for sure, your workflow. So mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. And, and it, it's good. You can get a lot out of it, that human interaction that we don't get when you just stare at a screen all day. So it was a good reminder of that in-person, um, like the need for that in-person contact and the comfort level so much better too. And they're more accommodating. He came in with a whole handful of docs. It was awesome, nice. you know, and I said, Oh, you're great to deal with. Some people push back on me when, when I request things and he's like, why would they do that? And this, you know, they want something. So. Yeah, that yeah. is nice. I remember with the couple I met, they brought me hard copies of all of their documents. I'm like, well, I guess they're not going anywhere else because I have yeah. all of their You have everything. Now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about killing it in the beginning and how you get yourself out there, how you advertise yourself. And we're going to teach everybody what has learned, has worked and not worked for us and more me because I've been doing this kind of forever. Um <laughs> I'm going to be that person who's like, yeah, that didn't work. That didn't work. But, and you're the newest one. So you had to get out there and launch and, and you're such a sponge for info. So I'm sure you have a ton to share, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited for this one. And we, and of course, this is after you've already told everyone in your, in your sphere of 
existence. Yeah. You've shaken down every relative. <laughs> and you're like, you've shaken out every mortgage you can and you have to go public yeah. now. You're ready to move on. And and another thing too, we touched on this when uh, we were talking about whichever, whichever episode it was about when you're waiting for your license. And, you know, hopefully you've, you can start tackling a lot of the stuff before you get going because as time goes on, you have less and less time to get uh, your, to get your ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, for our, for how you're going to market and and things like that. So and you go from zero to too busy really quickly. Mm-hmm. Just a couple yeah. of files can bog you down, especially in yeah. the beginning. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess one of the first ones that kind of came up because it was a module a module for when we signed up, we got a whole bunch of things to do, and one of the main ones, and I've heard this repeated again and again, is the elevator pitch. So. Do you have an elevator pitch, Jen? <laughs> I, I don't have a standard one. I'm going to say I'm bad in that. But I do have, I, I know what makes a good elevator pitch, I guess, because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like people are going to ask you what you're doing, especially if you mention it. You'd be like, oh, have you been? Oh, I, I've been studying or I've been writing a test or things have changed. And, and so an elevator pitch essentially is you don't go into too much detail about what you've been doing, but it can be a generic one. Like one of the phrases I like to use is that I connect people who are, you know, buying or refinancing their home with the appropriate lender. And it's so much more than just a rate because, you know, there's the Smith maneuver and that, and that, and then you can get into so many details, you know, you don't want to bore everyone at the party, but you just leave them, leave them wanting more but let them know the nuts and bolts of what you do. Like, what do you do, Jen? Like a mortgage broker doesn't really explain exactly what you do because it's kind of boring if you were to hear that, like, oh, you process files and that's it. But it's like so much more than that, you know? Um, and, and and another thing I'll say too is that you, you sometimes, you're solving problems that the client doesn't even know they have, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're just massive problem solvers or you're answering questions for them that they didn't even know they needed to ask. Is it portable? Can I lock it in? Is it convertible? You know, so that, that's another thing to do. So find, you practice in the mirror, practice on your kids. I've done that before where I've used my kids for for like um, some, some sound feedback. And um, you just, you have to summarize what you do uh, in short sentences because you don't want to take up too much of your time or bore people or sell or anything, but leave them wanting more and just say, you know, you can say you're part of one of the biggest networks in, uh, or the biggest mortgage network in Canada. And because of that, because we have such a large team, we have best rates, things like that. But you don't have to say, oh, exactly what this rate is or that rate is. Be like, yeah, let's talk, you know, and and then yeah, leave them curious. Anything. Yeah, leave them curious. So have an elevator pitch when someone asks you, what do you do? In a nutshell, make it concise, not too detailed, but leave them wanting more. I help people accumulate wealth. Uh, through real estate. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I have I have connections with the best lenders in Canada. And just last week, I helped set someone up uh, so that they will pay out their mortgage 10 years quicker. And they'll go, whoa, how are you doing mm-hmm. that? Well, we're doing the Smith Maneuver. Oh, I love doing the little story in there. Just yeah. Just because that, 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 that has them asking you a question, something that I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Fun. Okay, so that's the elevator pitch. Well, we can post... Uh, a how-to, I guess, in the notes, in the show notes. kind of Yeah, we can do good, like, good nuts and bolts of mm-hmm. creating a good elevator pitch for sure. Okay. So, and then the next one that I had written down, and this, Jen, was your awesome suggestion, and it's something I'm not doing yet, so I'd love to hear what you're doing. Um, and it's just community involvement and networking. 
Yeah. Well, when we were talking about advertising, how there's so many different channels, but one of the most fulfilling thing you can do is just get involved in your community. Like mm-hmm. really, um, they'll, they'll see your name. They'll remember your name, wear some, you know, a hoodie that says mortgage architects on it. Just be visible, sponsor, um, a team, you know, like I, I've done that in the past sponsor, like a little volleyball or baseball team, like with my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just get involved in the community. It's huge. It, it really is. And it's, it's something you can do that really is fulfilling. It pays you back, but it also will, you know, people will gravitate towards someone who is conscious of their community when yeah. they want to support them. Yeah, I totally agree with that. There's a, there's somebody that I follow on social media. I, uh, I started following her. I heard her on another podcast and uh, she's always doing something and it's really visible Mm -hmm. on her. It's just part of her, I guess her whole strategy as a, as a, as an agent is just to give back to the community. And I just, I admire it so much and I'm hoping that I can get to a point where I'm doing a lot more of that right now. I'm not doing anything specifically. Are you? Um, we do at Christmas, we do, we do like the, the kettle and I'll post about it and just post onto my, um, like we do the Salvation Army kettle with my boys. And that's kind of a personal thing. I want to always, even when I'm long and gone, I want them to do it on their own and kind of remember their mom. Cause I've made it a tradition where we go and ring the bell at the kettle and I'll post it out to all my people, um, on my network, just saying, come on down. And it just kind of reminds them, you know, throw 20 bucks in when you walk by next time might not be in our kettle, but we're, we're at the mall from these hours. So I'll do that quite often. Um, with, um, yeah, with that. And that's, that's a tradition that, that we've always stuck to. So I like that one. That's probably one of my favorites. Yeah. I I like that too. And I just, the, the part of this that I kind of like, like we're talking about advertising, but really I, I feel like just giving back and doing this, it just, it might just be part of who you want to be as a person and it might not even relate to that. You're not kind of going out there. I think everything else where we're going to, we're going to cover on, on this episode is really directly correlated with the business that you're going to get in return. But I feel like mm-hmm. with this, it's really more just what you can give back. And who you are as a person, like really, cause I mean, once your mortgage business is rolling, you're going to making a lot of money. Like you, you really are. We, we get paid very well for what we do and, and it, is so fulfilling to give back and to help someone else. Yeah. So yeah, it's huge. It's, it's, yeah. it's awesome. I mean, a couple other ideas too is, um, I know our team lead is, is really big on this and, um, she sponsors quite a few families at Christmas. Like you can just sponsor a family. You can go up. Uh, another idea is, um, you can go to, London drugs and they have the trees there for the elderly that are alone. And you can just pick off a couple of, um, cards for what they need and what they've asked for. And it's really like, it's so sweet what they ask for slippers, pajamas, books. It, it's incredible. And, and it's just so good. So we're going to do that too. We're just going to grab, you know, a card and sponsor an old person this year, you know, things like yeah. that. It's, it's so fulfilling. And, um, it, it's, yeah, it does show people who you are, which is really good, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's, it's great. And it'll pay back in spades because people will go, Oh yeah, I saw Jen at this, you know, volunteer event, mm-hmm. you know, it's whatever it is for people too, right? Mm-hmm. Just networking and get, getting out of your, out of your box and especially out of your COVID box where you've just been sitting at home <laughs> for the last two years, <laughs> you know, it's nice to get out there and just to meet some new people and, and, and grow your network that way too. Yeah. And I mean, if you can be a leader 
amazing. I'm not necessarily that type of person. I'm more of a follower. But if I had a realtor, I've had a couple of instances where I worked in an office and a realtor was like, hey, we're filling up the bottom of this Christmas tree for Haven House. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. great. You gave me a task. I'm going to go to yeah. Walmart with my kids and we're going to pick out toasters and socks. And and, and we did that. Um, and then uh, like another um, thing that came in is there was a girl I worked with and she was, she was amazing. She set up this big box in the entrance. We have this office that we shared and it was for coats. And so yeah. sure enough, I go home and I rummage through and I'm like, Hey, here's a bunch of coats, you know? Like, and so I'm not necessarily a pioneer in what to do, but if you create that environment to people around you who are, yeah. then you can support them and they can, you know, come up with these ideas, Absolutely. which are awesome. Yeah. And within the community too, um, something that I'd like to really do is incorporate local businesses and that. So you're supporting each other. So maybe you're, maybe that means your gift basket is full of locally sourced gifts and crafts and food and produce and stuff like that. Or maybe it means that you're doing a, you know, giveaways for a local clothing store mm-hmm. for when you're doing your advertising online. So just kind of keeping your community tight and just giving back wherever you can and, and integrating yourself into that. And I think there's, I'm sure people listening are going to come up with a billion other ideas that are, mm-hmm. that, that, that they can do in their own unique way. And I think that's, what's fun about that. You can really take your interests and just take it to the next level. Yeah, a hundred percent. The the possibilities are endless for sure. There's one that's going around now where um, I'm in the old city quarter in Nanaimo. And so they'll just, um, they'll send a picture of, of their own business, but they'll also link, uh, I believe it's about 10 other um, Instagram accounts on there and be like, these are my favorite 10 local yes. restaurants or whatever proprietors, however you want to um, categorize it. And it's just, it's contagious. And then they mention 10 and they mention 10. So yeah, it's, it, the possibilities are really endless and, and it comes back to you in spades for sure. Yeah. And we talked too about, uh, doing, um, doing presentations or seminars or learning. So you could do, you know, a first time home buyer learning seminar. You could, you could do something for realtors. I know you've done that in the past, just kind of like market updates, um, that you give them. So, yeah, there's so many different ideas for networking. It's not just, you know, when you close your eyes and you think about networking, I just imagine suits and a conference and handshaking and kind of too early in the morning. Stuff. Yeah, like breakfast yeah. meetings. I don't do breakfast meetings, people. I've never been a great <laughs> conference attendee. Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> Me neither. I, no matter how interested I am in the topic, I just want to not, it's just hard for me. So I'm uh, thinking outside the box and thinking all these different cool ways to network that are a little bit more relaxed and casual. And yeah, I just, I, I'm excited to see, you know, we should talk about this when we set our goals for next year. Cause I really want to get something concrete and writing because I, I, uh, it's always been important to me and I've literally never done anything about it. So Yay. Just- okay. That makes me excited because a lot of people are going to benefit from it that need the help. So that is so good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So then I guess the next really big one uh, that we're going to end up talking uh, at length about, I'm sure, is is social media. So social media, we know, is the most free way of getting your name out there. And there are so many different platforms right now. We've got Facebook, there's Twitter, there's TikTok, there's Instagram, and I don't know, Reddit. <laughs> I just say Reddit yeah. because... <laughs> You can follow a Reddit uh, feed that's on finances in Canada, and you can you can mm-hmm. be answering questions for people on there. I know it, it's unbelievable. You can meet people like that. Yeah. So, and it's so generational. Hey, like, have you noticed? Um, oh yeah, yeah. Like, who uses TikTok? 
they're yep. different than he uses Facebook. And you can really yeah. break it down to a T and to an I, age group I did some for sure. Research on that actually. Let me see if I can. Oh yeah. Because um, you, I think you're one of the only people on our team that does TikTok. So you're really, you know, at the forefront of. Of the, yeah, of of the newbies. Um, but it was funny because I was chatting with my kids and and my hairdresser. We went so we went to go get our hair done, and she was saying, "You should do TikTok, Jen. There's this really awesome <laughs> mortgage broker in Vancouver, and he gives us the funniest videos. And if I were to yeah, go I for a mortgage, I would go to TikTok, right?" And it's funny that she said That's that because I would never have thought that. But then I'm thinking, okay, well, target audience. So whenever you're advertising, guys, this is this is key. You have to know your niche that you're going for and who you're advertising to specifically. And me, I think Facebook, like Facebook are like the moms and dads, you know, middle-aged, high-income earners. That's kind of what I want to target. So that's what I'm targeting. Um, But if you're young and cool and you want the new home buyers who are like, you know, 18 to 25, then TikTok's Mm -hmm. the way to go. So know your audience is huge whenever you pick an advertising yeah, Channel. I have found my notes. So okay. Facebook is 30 to 39 and older. Okay. That's the average. Instagram is 18 to 44, but mostly 18 to 34-year-old. Mm. Uh, TikTok is the youngest, and they are 60% are 16 to 24 years old. So that could be seeds you plant down the road, yeah. hey? And sorry? Yeah. It depends. Well, and I mean, if any of them are doing any, I mean, some of these, some of these kids are making a lot of money. Like, oh my God. Crypt, crypt, <laughs> cryptocurrency. Holy. Yeah. I know. As soon as the lenders open up to that, we're, you know, you're, yeah. we're going to see a lot of 18. We're going to see, you know, the bending yeah. the rules of the minimum age requirements to get a mortgage. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, tough. 26% is 25 to 44 year olds um, on TikTok. And I just want to say with TikTok, I, hated the whole idea of TikTok. Everything about everything that I had heard about it disgusted me. <laughs> just, I, I had only heard some, you know, just kind of horror stories. Okay. But I will say this. I signed up because for, for, for the business purposes and I really like it. It's, <laughs> it's not bad. And I think it, it really gears to my, like everything is geared to my age. It knows how old I am and it mm-hmm. knows who I am and what my interests are. So I'm not getting any garbage on there. I'm getting entrepreneurs that are giving advice. I'm getting a lot of, you know, female entrepreneurs in particular. I get some goofy stuff because I'm a bit of a goofball. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for me, it hasn't been, there's been nothing on there that's that hasn't been anything but kind of helpful or useful. There's mm-hmm. meditations or sound baths that go live. I mean, everybody is is on take there's therapists <laughs> so i mean that's a really good resource for us as mortgage agents too i mean yes. we all need therapists um <laughs> so it's not bad to have those there for free and they're uh, so yeah. short hey like they're short snippets that are really aimed at our attention span right now because it is oh, like minimal 100%. like <laughs> a, my mom i'll send my mom them because of course she doesn't have tiktok but uh She'll she'll write me back and say, "Oh, it's so cute, but can you make it longer?" Aw, <laughs> so, or so slow cute. it down, right? Yeah, I've heard that. Like, I can't read it. And then the other thing with social media is you want to set a goal. And this, I kind of ran into this problem when I first started because I just thought I knew I needed to have social media marketing, so I just started kind of putting stuff out there. But I never really asked myself the question, "Why? Why am I using social media? Is it mm-hmm. is it just to?" 
make people make me recognizable? Do I want to give information? Do I want to be targeting towards a certain audience? And like, how am I going to do that? So I think it's important to set some goals and have some strategies in place when you start posting so that you're not so that there's some purpose and some intentionality behind what you're doing. Otherwise, it's just going to feel discombobulated. And um, so I actually met with a friend of mine, um, Emily, who is just a phenomenal human being. And but also she's she was a life coach and she's done a lot of research on social media and her content is amazing. And uh, we had a quick meeting and she kind of went through some stuff. So I wouldn't mind going through that if people might find that. Definitely. I think it's very helpful. All right. So if you are listening, get out a pen and paper because you're just going to want to jot down a few questions and then you can kind of come back to these later and, uh, and answer them yourself. So when you think about posting on your social media, even if it is your business, I want you to think about your top five things that you're going to post about. So this can be, obviously, one of those things is going to be mortgages and finance. So that's one category. So you still have four more categories because you can't just post about mortgages or nobody's going to follow you. So for me, my top five were, so for my personal life, that's got to be on there. You have to be a little bit transparent and personal. So I'm going to share some of my personal financial things that I've gone through, like uh, debt snowballing and that kind of thing. Um, another thing for me is just, you know, hiking or basically like look at your hobbies, look at what you're interested in and pick top your top five things that you're going to post on regularly and be circulating throughout your week or however, how often you're going to be posting circulate between these five things. So for me, I'm doing interior design, outdoor adventures, mortgages, credit stuff, because I find that stuff genuinely interesting anyways. And then I'm going to do some of my personal life and personal finances. So that's category one, your top five. Category two are the things that make you you that you want to showcase. So um, my friend asked me something like, what did she ask me? Something about like, what do I bring to the table? What, how is somebody's experience with me going to be different than if they were going to go to somebody else, for example? So think about the things that you want to showcase about you. Ask a friend, you know, somebody that likes you, what your strengths are. Maybe it's your, that you're a really great communicator. Maybe you're funny. Maybe you're just really good with numbers. You're just kind of like that nerdy person that always, is into the details, detail-oriented, whatever it is. Um, And then think about what you're bringing to the table. Like maybe you just really love helping people. Maybe you love seeing people get rich and make money. Um, So think about the things that make you, you, that you're going to showcase because it's so important. You want to, and it's, this part was really scary for me because it's hard to, understand that you have to be your true self because it's scary to put yourself out there. Yeah. No, you can't, you can't hide who you really are, right? You you can't no matter what. And one of the things that actually came to mind when you were saying those traits is ethical. Are you honest? Mm -hmm. Do you genuinely care? Because it really sucks, but some people don't, you know, so that's, that's a huge thing that you can bring to the table. Yeah, absolutely. Um, (sighs) 
Yeah. Well, in the dating world, you can only hide your true self for what, four months, they say, right? And then oh, everything right? comes up. That's the, that's the most that a human being can hide their true self is four months. So it's going to come out, people. Psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so and I think part of that is just um, you want to get clients that are going to be compatible with you as a person too. And I think in the beginning, as a newbie, you just want everybody to like you because you you don't care who they are. You just and you think you can business. help everyone too. You think, yeah. oh, I can do everything. No, like find your niche, find what makes you happy. Yeah, exactly. And I do remember she asked me, Emily asked me, who is your ideal client? And I struggled with that question. Mm-hmm. And people never think about that, but that's your audience. That's the. It's very important to get specific. Yeah, and I think uh, the more specific you are the more likely you're going to put that into the universe and capture that in return. So, you know, your ideal client, who are they? What are their pain points? Is there a way that you can address these? Is there a way that you can address these in your social media? Like, can you do Mm -hmm. a quick video on how hard it is to get that down payment? Like if you're targeting first time home buyers, like talking about the difference between rent versus mortgage and principal and interest. You can do another thing that I had, uh, it used to be on my, yeah, it's still there on my whiteboard. So when you're doing your social media, you want to flip between three different things. So we talked about, you know, you got your top five uh, topics that you're going to post on. And within those five topics, you want to do three things. Engage. So with stories. Two is educate. So obviously educate mm-hmm. and excite. So those might be just more the the fun stories that are less mortgage related because it's hard to make mortgages exciting but maybe like let's say interest rates drop or something that's yeah. super exciting it is or they paid off their car loan i had a client yesterday call me and he said i paid off my car loan i think i should be more excited than i am and i was like <laughs> nah i'm so excited for you and i got him pumped up about it and he's he was really happy like no car payment it's awesome you can be excited yeah. about finances it's a good thing I agree. Mm-hmm. I when when my husband when we went and paid off his uh, student loan, we went to the bank to pay off the final balance of it, and I took a picture of him in the car when he came back in. I'm like, this is Aww. huge. This is monumental. You know? Yes. Yes. Student loan is gone. I mean, some of us, I still have student loans. But anyway. Yeah, or burning your mortgage when it's done. Burn your mortgage papers when it's done. <laughs> that is awesome. I think that should be celebrated. Yeah, I totally agree. So, mm-hmm. okay, where are we at? So we did. The things that can make you, you, or that make you, you, that you want to showcase. And then what, okay. So then we've talked about who your ideal client is. Now, what you help your clients with? What do you help your clients with? You help them. One of the things that I tell my clients is that I help them make an informed decision. Because I do not want them to walk out of my office and going, what did I sign? When is my payment coming out? Do I have a fixed or a variable? So an informed decision is huge because it empowers them. So my goal with my clients is to empower them to understand mortgages and make an informed decision. I love it. Yeah, Those that's are what I awesome do. things. And I just put you on the spot and you just came up with that. Yeah. Well, Anyone? and you don't want regret, right? Because people will have regret after making big purchases. And that yes. would be the worst if someone called you and is like, I don't know if I want this mortgage after. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would be horrible. Yeah. So there you go. That's my goal. Thanks for reminding me. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I put for mine, uh, simply put, I help them get money. I impact their daily, day-to-day life and habits because we could do debt consolidation. We could, you know, save them thousands of dollars per month by mm-hmm. 
consolidating their debt or something like that. So that can really have a have a big impact on their day to day. We can save them money just by finding them the best deal, the best rate, the best product for them. And then the other thing I, yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) And you do it with a smile. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, I'm happy to be here. You show up daily. Yeah. And and that is true. So then, oh, and we already talked about who your ideal client is, your avatar. So think about this person. Mm -hmm. Um, Envision them. And like, couple it with, yeah, yeah. when you're, yes, envision yeah. it and couple it when you're creating a post. Think about yeah, them. for sure. And even I used to do this in the beginning when I was slow and I would, I would think like at night I would be thankful. Thank you for the mortgages you brought to me and the mortgages you continue to bring to me. Like I would just say that. And then I was opening up that channel of bringing more mortgages and exciting myself to, to get them myself. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, that's awesome. You're mm-hmm. so. <laughs> I've been doing this forever. <laughs> But it worked for years. I would say it every night. Like, thank you for what you've given me. And thank you for the ones that are on their way. And they would always come. They would always come. And it's like this flow that you open up that you can't shut down. Um, one thing I want to mention. Oh, did you want to talk about any other tips? Or are you done with that, um, that uh, consult no, that you go, have? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So whenever they talk about social media, it's funny because they say um, that it's free, right? And more or less it is cost-wise. But don't forget to monetize your time. Because that's the reason why I can't do more is I just don't have the time. Um, so there's the trade off where, you know, would it be more effective if you paid someone to do it, to do some of it? And I mean, it's always important to have that personal touch or personal print on it. So still jump in every once in a while with your own stuff, but don't hesitate to pay someone if it's taking a lot of your time and if that time would be better spent elsewhere because it is free, but your time is really valuable too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so totally keep that agree. in mind. And there mm-hmm. are some ways you can automate uh, your posts if you are organized enough to get, you know, let's just say 30 posts done mm-hmm. on a weekend or, I mean, that's impossible to me anyways, but. I know I'm so slow. I'm so slow. But, but what are the tools you use? Yeah. Yeah. So if if you wanted to just buckle down on a Saturday and go, okay, I'm going to post for the whole month, which we recommend, right? That's one of the things that we highly recommend is to concisely do all of your posts in a day if you can. Not as we do. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be as sporadic as us. But yeah, set aside a Saturday and a couple outfits and just start shooting, get some content, do some posts. And I mean, it'll make your life so much easier for the rest of the month tools. I mean, I, it was funny because you were surprised to know that I used Hootsuite, which is one of the <laughs> no, tools that, yeah, it amalgamates all these different ones. So it's, if I mean, I'm sure people have looked into all these different avenues, but if you haven't, it's, it's basically a platform that you can use. And it's very simple to use this one post on different um, avenues. So you can do it to Facebook, Instagram, um, I think TikTok. I don't know. I don't do TikTok. I don't think TikTok is but Twitter with Hootsuite. Yeah. So Hootsuite, I do Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, and it's just click, click, click and super easy. So you can make it easy where you don't have to go into each individual account and, mm-hmm. and duplicate your effort. And that's and what I we're looking for. I found out yesterday too, because somebody posted this on the newbie group. Um, so Hootsuite's one. I have Canva and I didn't realize, but with Canva Pro, you can link it with your Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and LinkedIn. Nice. It just doesn't come with analytics. So the, the benefit of the Hootsuite is that it does have the analytics. So if you're, if you're into that kind of stuff, then, then that is a benefit there. There's another one, uh, send, sendable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's something a lot along the lines of, uh, Hootsuite. 
So, yeah. Um, and so for those who don't know, Canva is basically it gives you templates to work with, right? So it's easier mm-hmm. and, and it's creating these posts and these um, snippets that are designed for social media. So the square yeah. that you and need you can for post Instagram. right off of Canva. I, I love it. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to do posts without it. Do you, do you use it? Uh, barely. Yeah. I don't use it yeah. enough. Um, but yeah, no, I have, it's, it's quite simple and you can input your colors like for us, cause we're under yeah. MA, we have specific color, um, a color grid that we should be using when we use, you know, MA blue, it should be MA blue and you can input your actual color, um, coordinates and, and then it's accurate. So that's good. And I yeah. use, um, for photo stock, I don't know if you have a favorite though, but I like unsplash. That's one that I use, um, quite a bit just for like a free, beautiful photo of a house or a landscape or an ocean. I'll often use that and it's quite free. I mean, it's free, quite free. free, Sorry. (laughs) I'll often use that. I'll say that again. That's so cute. I'll often use that. And it is, it is free. I mean, there's, there's always an upgrade, right? And every, everyone, I think there's a premium, but I'll use that for a beautiful photo if I just want a background of something cool. So cool. there's, there's tons of avenues, um, that you can go down for that, but that's awesome. Have you ever done any, uh, paid ads? So I think we're kind of moving into the next category. You, yes. Yeah. You can do paid ads on social too. Um, so we'll just skip right into paid ads. Yeah. So now we're not free. We're not advertising for free or, or our time. We're going into, you know, if you decide just to take out an ad or, um, and, and the thing that I guess the thing that's tough with this is it is a commitment, you know, um, like if you do yellow pages, it's a one year minimum commitment, or if you do the bus benches, one year minimum commitment plus setup fees. Um, if you advertise on buses, you know, same thing. So the sky's the limit when it comes to this and it, it is helpful. I mean, signage, we could, we could lump into this too, because you're paying for, um, you're paying for visibility, right? Um, so yeah, so for paid ads, I've done quite a few. So when I was in, in, in the beginning, uh, we would advertise in the local newspaper and I find that it was, there was recognition, but I never would have advertised alone. There were five of us in an office and we advertised the office and we each d- did a cut of it. Um, it was a very simple, uh, banner at the bottom of the local free press, um, paper mm-hmm. here in Nanaimo. And it was really good, but I would never have paid it on my own because it was just so it would have been so expensive when I first started out. I don't do that anymore just because I think of where I, I mean, I, I would say personally, think of where you find business yourself. So if you need a landscaper, where would you look? And if that makes sense, go for it. Um, I've done the yellow pages, I've done the bus benches, and I've never had someone actually walk up to me and say, I saw you on a bus bench, I want a mortgage or and the two I think I got two calls on my yellow pages ad. And they were not quality. Like they were yeah. people who were um, nowhere near getting a mortgage, right? Um, and and you, who goes in the yellow pages? People who aren't really computer literate, probably. Mm-hmm. And do I want to work with someone that I have to drive all the way out to their house to get documents and back? You know, so again, know your audience and where you want to target. So for me, right away, I was like, okay, this was a mistake. Um, I don't want this audience uh, or clientele. And so you just narrow it down, right? That's why, I mean, social is... It's kind of common sense. So yeah, for me, I've never had great success where people were like, I mean, I had friends go, Hey, I saw you on the bus bench. You're looking cute. You know, yeah. <laughs> things like that. But which made me smile. I had a friend say, I drive by that every morning and it makes me smile. Aww. So it's cute. And again, there's the community recognition. So me, I mean, maybe there were some parents that drove by for my kid's school and then they saw me volunteering with PAC and 
it could have helped possibly that I don't know about, but no direct business came from it personally. Okay. Yeah. And so this is just my experience, guys. So yeah. 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 And track yeah. your leads, track your leads. Cause we always say that too, right? Know where your money is being well spent. Yes, um, 100%. Yeah. So how about you? Cause you've done, you've, sorry. I said, especially if you're investing money like that, you want to. Yeah, definitely. And, and so I know you've taken the social media step uh, a little bit further and you've done paid ads for Google. How have you found that? I, I've, I'm still kind of learning how it's working for me. Um, but I have gotten business from it. Um, not a whole lot. And, I think we talked about this last time. I just, I, I stopped my ad for a little bit because I, I need to sort through how I'm going to qualify leads right off the bat and not waste everybody's time. And I was having, I was struggling with that because I'm mm-hmm. not very good at saying no. I feel like I'm gonna- I think paid ads, like paid Google ads can be very powerful if they're super specific. Like if you took out an ad that said you're the reverse mortgage professional of mm-hmm. Kamloops and you were just, um, hawking reverse mortgages, you would do amazing. You know, I, exactly I think that's right. it. But yeah, my brother-in-law is in marketing and that was one of the takeaways that he gave me too, which it, it has to be specific and you have to have a landing page that's specific to the ad that you've created. So mm-hmm. if your ad is, I'm the best reverse mortgage agent in Kamloops, when they click that link, it better land on a page that allows them to apply for a reverse mortgage or read about a reverse mortgage, but typically you want there to be a call to action immediately. So landing pages are really important when you're doing advertising. It should be a simple click, click, done. Yep. So 100%. If, you're, if you're advertising, um, because when I was talking to my brother-in-law about this, I'm like, oh, I, I really, I have got this great app. I want to advertise that I've got an app. And he's like, okay, that's great. So where's your landing page for the app? And I don't exactly have one. Because it's a few clicks away. And he's like, then just don't do it because landing say, pages are nice. Calculator. Yeah. Cause they're quick. Yeah. They're qu- like, they're, they just show up. They're bright and there isn't too much information because websites, there's so much information and you, you're right. He's right. You don't want them to scroll through. Yeah. And there's, yeah. So it, like you said, specificity, it's so important. And there you go. <laughs> another thing that has happened to me with my Google ads. So mm-hmm. let's say, okay. So I think I've spent $700 on Google ads over the past four months Mm -hmm. and I've gotten three, four clients out of it, like three or four. That's a great return deals. It's great. Totally worth it. But something funny has happened a few times and that is I get calls. So people will just click on me before they even read the full ad. Mm -hmm. They've just Googled, you know, mortgage special, whatever. I've, I've rerouted people to their mortgage broker a number of times and I pay for clicks. So and I pay extra <laughs> if somebody clicks and calls me. So it really sucks when they're like looking for another agent in town. I'm like, let oh, me find no. her number for you. Or yeah. one person I actually even called because they were seemed pretty confused about the whole thing. And I was worried they weren't even going to get the phone number the next time. And the last thing I wanted <laughs> them to click on me again, like go yeah. help it. So I, uh, I called the agent too and gave them the phone number. Oh, that's I'm like, funny. this person's trying to get a hold of you. I've had people calling thinking that I was, you know, working at the bank. I don't even think in like just an accounts payable or something. Oh, wow. Or you could take care of their foreclosure warning. Yeah. But it has happened before too, um, where somebody's just been like, yeah, my realtor told me to call you and I'm, cause I'll ask always, how did Mm -hmm. you hear about Mm -hmm. me? And I'll know that that's not one of my 
realtor partners and I'll just kind of go with it. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we go way back. I know her. <laughs> we work together all the time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, so we've wrapped up the different avenues that uh, that you can go down for advertising. Hopefully we've helped you um, in a couple of creative ways that you might not have thought of before. Yeah, it's getting close to the end of the year. So we were thinking that we should um, talk about SMART goal settings. We're going to dive into that acronym because it's it's everything, right? Mm-hmm. And um, writing it down and not just when you're popping a bottle of champagne at a spa. Because <laughs> that's what we did. <laughs> And when you write it down, it's basically going to happen. So there we go. We're going to write down some goals next time. Thank you for listening to How to Be a Mortgage Broker podcast. If you have suggestions for upcoming episodes or would like to be featured on the show, please email jamie at mortgagesbyjamie.com. That's J-A-M-I-E at mortgagesbyjamie.com. You can find me, Jamie, on the daily brokering at a Kamloops BC. Jen Marks is based out of Vancouver Island, where her career is thriving as she's raising her family, enjoying the beauty of the nature that surrounds her there. If you like the podcast, please click subscribe and rate us on Apple or iTunes. 